0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash loss. That's plushcare.com slash loss. Give it to me. Give it to me. Hello, everyone. I'm Molly Wood. And I'm John Merritt. Trick to you. It's Saturday. Oh, coffee time. <laughs> Welcome to It's a Thing Bathrobes and Coffee Edition, the weekly podcast supported by you where we analyze the hottest trends that At this point are mostly happening on the Internet, uh, but occasionally out there in the world. And we determine by process of careful scientific examination, a.k.a. multiple texts back and forth, whether those things are indeed things.
1: I was thinking this morning that we ride the wide range of trends left still to humans not covered by algorithms you can go to your twitters and your facebooks and see the trending topics uh but that's obvious you know and honestly that's just going to make you upset we're we're going to tell you the important things that the algorithms can't tell you things that are going to going to entertain and delight you the way a, a machine can't
0: damn son that's amazing kind of hilariously awesomely true And should definitely be our new tagline. Yes. (laughs) Please. uh, Finding things that the machines can't. I
1: I won't remember what I just said. So someone please transcribe that and make it our tagline. (laughs) Thank you.
0: That's incredible. (laughs) And it's so true. We still need humans.
1: No, I really was. I was looking at the Twitter trending topics uh, thinking like, oh, maybe I should see what's there. And I was like, oh, no, these are boring. Like, these are obvious. Like, this is this is doesn't make the cut for it's a thing. We have higher standards than that.
0: We do have higher standards. And we are not here to divide, friends. No. We are here to unite.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, my first thing will unite us all in our need for something small right now. (laughs) (laughs) Be that dental floss, uh, a fifth of vodka, whatever it is that (laughs) that you need. Uh, I've noticed that as the lockdown Uh, proceeds, or even in some cases, not lockdown, but just people not really digging going out of the house if they don't have to, uh, Mm -hmm. the prevalence of convenience store delivery, right? Like We started with grocery store delivery and restaurant delivery. That was already in place. But I've noticed that both Uber Eats and now DoorDash uh, are promoting the fact that they deliver from your bodega, liquor store, convenience store, whatever you want to call it.
0: Dude, I can't, I feel actually like totally embarrassed that I didn't, this is one of those things that occurred in my real life and I didn't realize it was a thing. Cause I've been saying for weeks, like, oh, it's so funny how Yemeni Bodega totally delivers on DoorDash. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it never occurred to me that they all do, but that makes perfect sense. It's like, yeah, I don't, cause yes, I like the idea that this is sort of voluntary lockdown at this point. It's like casual visits to the store. Mm -hmm. Don't feel as casual as they used to, even if there's just, it's because there's a line. Um yeah. Mm-hmm. Floss. Tweezers. <laughs> well, the, the
1: other day Eileen was like, ooh, I'm I'm out of uh milk for the coffee. I, I drink my coffee black, but but Eileen has been making these like iced latte things, uh, which look delicious. Uh I've even had a couple, they are delicious. And uh <laughs> and I was like, Oh crap, I just put our grocery order in. It's too late for me to add anything to it. I was like, Why can't you order from a convenience store? And then I realized I bet you can and you totally can can. and then then this week doordash made a big announcement of how they're they're consolidating all the local convenience stores into an interface so it's easy to find and all that sort of thing but yeah uh mouthwash uh canned noodles whatever it is you would normally get at your bodega uh it's 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 available to your door if you're willing to pay that delivery fee
0: at only double the price as you pay (laughs) the delivery fee and and up the tip to the top well, of the mouth and roll out because you feel so guilty. The prices
1: looked right, which is like slightly higher than a grocery store. That's normal at a convenience mm-hmm. store. Uh, but then yeah, you have to pay the delivery fee, which is you know, usually a couple, three bucks. And then if you're a human, you're gonna wanna dip that person. So not something I actually took advantage of. I was like, Can you wait till the next grocery delivery for the milk? <laughs>
0: Oh yeah. See, that's so funny. I, I totally will. I have, I've I've discovered that because I'm not spending money on anything else, I'm, could, I couldn't be less price sensitive when it comes to delivery. Oh,
1: really? Yeah.
0: Like, I'm just like, bring it.
1: We're doing more restaurant delivery than we would normally. I think for that very reason. Yeah. And I'm, and I tend to be, uh, uh, good with the tips. Because hey, you're out there risking your life somewhat, bringing me this food, so I think you deserve a little extra compensation for that. Um, yeah, so we got like the habit, which is a burger chain delivered, which that would not be something we would normally have delivered. We would just go get it if we want it, right? So, right, stuff like that, yeah, not convenience yeah, actually, for some reason. I think it was because it was just the one item. I think if we'd had like three or four things, I would yeah. have totally done it.
0: And if you have DashPass, then mm. most of your delivery is free. There's mm-hmm. a whole. I mean, I can't tell you. I've discovered in these troubled times that I can make my thirteen year old happy, which is a hard thing to do, mm. always, by just saying the word yes to him when he says, "Can I order some fast food on DashPass?" Yeah, or on DoorDash. And you got the DashPass, so, so there's he does yeah, like cuts down two or three right. times. Oh, no, totally. The Uber pa- Eats the has a of- has
1: a pass now too. I haven't. Uh, plunked down for it, but I probably yeah. should, given how much we've ordered this past week. <laughs> I
0: love the convenience store thing. Oh, this is it, guys. We're Wally. Here it comes. Well, I know at the top of the show we promised to unite you, Uh-oh. but now we're going to divide you Oh, into short in the front and long in the back. Oh, And/or. the
1: best kind of division.
0: <laughs> and or your feelings about the mullet, because apparently... The mullet is back. The
1: mullet was made for Zoom. Business in the, the front, party in the back. <laughs>
0: Business in the front, party in the back. It's just like your work shirts and then your sweatpants. Yeah, yeah. I. What's so interesting is that the mullet made a comeback, kind of like late last year and early this year on girls, on like hipster girls. Ah, like miley cyrus uh had one and all these like cute instagram girls had and it was like showing up on the runway and that makes sense because i think like many of us females have accidentally had uh, (laughs) mullet so why not
1: just kind of you know uh what do they call it when you empower yourself by adopting the thing that would otherwise be yeah yeah
0: own it or yeah like uh appropriate it yeah but yeah so the mullet you know has returned but then now apparently it's spreading
1: (laughs) (laughs) like 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 so many other things in society these days a
0: virus or something uh and then it (laughs) is now it's now the men are re-embracing it as well and again this is partly due to coronavirus situation Mm -hmm. like it's Mm -hmm. in some cases it's just because they can't get you can't get a haircut but you can trim your bangs or the hair in the front and so, mullets are sort of accidentally creeping back in and then just coming back as a style. And so, there's actually a really funny article in the Wall Street Journal about how the mullet makes it come back and divides Australia. Oh, no. <laughs> because I know, ton, dun, ton. Dun, dun, because there, evidently, uh, at least according to the journal, some of the men are like really embracing the mullet, like the old school 80s cow. Oh, I kind
1: of feel it, like the mullet never totally died in Australia. I'm just saying, I was I there
0: not too long ago. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm going to say I think that's true. Also, uh, they point to the popularity of Tiger King ah, uh-huh. as another reason for the return of you the do mullet. You need a, I, dare I say, a role model for a trend. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I think if you're rocking the full-on mullet, fair to say, that's your guy. But it's true. Joe, in the Discord, points out, work-from-home mullet is dress shirt up, top swipe pants below. And I think people are actually calling that work from home mullet so it's it's back as like a haircut yeah on hipster on hipster women and apparently tradesmen in australia as an accidental quarantine creep hairstyle and as a metaphor for how we all look right now <laughs> which is amazing it's a thing quad, frec- quad right recta.
1: right it's a thing that you could you could identify without observing right you could just you know, like logically deduce it <laughs> Yep. Like, well, if this happens, then this happens. Then obviously the end result is mullet.
0: It's mullet. Clearly. (laughs) It's just science. I know. And then now, and that's what makes it a thing. That's, that's the, like the thing the machines can't detect the ether. It's in the ether, man.
1: Folks, listen, we need to flatten the mullet curve. So remember to wear a (laughs) hairnet, stay six feet away from anyone with a mullet (laughs) and wash your hair.
0: Uh, I mean, they even have a picture of Zendaya, I think it's like only arguably a mullet. Okay, yeah, because I know know
1: the Zendaya haircut. I would not have called that a mullet, but now that you say it, I realize it does sort of fit the definition, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, or as Lara puts it, fashion mullet. I mean, the Billie Eilish haircut is without a doubt. When you really think about it, Mm -hmm. it's a straight up mullet.
1: Now, do we? Uh, there's a, a Billy Eilish picture that you just put in the uh, d- Discord. There, there's no curls. I think of mullet as curls, but they—I guess—they don't need curls. That's just no. that's just the the Tiger King role model
0: overriding my my mullet sense. I guess so, yeah. yeah. Or just like the guys you knew growing up. <laughs> also, here's <that>. the. <laughs> I'm also. I'm gonna put the. Uh, I'm gonna put put the, uh, Stop the Miley Cyrus. My mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that wispy, was totally thinking people in my high school.
0: <laughs> you totally were. I know. Same. 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 So anyway, mullet, the metaphor, and the hairdo. It's a thing.
1: <laughs> it is a thing. All right. Uh, before we move on to our second picks, uh, we need to announce a co-thing, a co-spotted co-thing. thing. Yeah. Co-thing alert. So uh, this started when my wife pointed out uh, a a trending thing on YouTube that was going around of the uh, Twins the New Trend channel uh, doing mm. really, really wonderful uh, react to videos of old songs. So there are mm-hmm. they're two young black kids listening to like, for instance, the one that made all the headlines, Phil Collins in the air tonight, right? And I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it was for the first time or not, but it certainly appears to be the first time. I think they've that's the deal. With, yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure that's the deal with their channel is that they react. They only react to songs they've never heard before. They've never heard before.
1: And if, if, and so, if, so, yeah. if they aren't, uh, if that's not true, they're great actors because it really does feel like they're they're reacting for the first time and they're fun. They're not like ripping it apart. They're like having they're enjoying listening to it and they'll pause and trade comments. So I sent that link to Molly saying, hey, are you seeing this? I, I need a thing check here. Mm-hmm. And at first we were like, mm, maybe just a, a moment. You said, uh, maybe right. not. because I was thing. like, oh,
0: it's everywhere. Yeah, I'm seeing it everywhere. Like we talked about it on make me smart. It was everywhere. But I was like, I feel like it's just today's thing. I'm not sure it has. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We weren't sure that it had the legs to become a thing until you found the deer (laughs) video.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't find it. Holly Hawk sent it to me. Who is in the discord right now, tweeted it to me. And it was already like a recut, like a deer walking through a playground Tripping on a fence or on a, a slide. And then that is set to, cause the, the best part of that video of the boys reacting, I mean, they're again, I cannot stress this strongly enough, they're teenage boys. And this song is so old. And I had all of this tension. I've said this a million times in other places, but I was watching it and I was like, they're going to get bored before the good part. Because if you know that song, right. you know that it doesn't get good until like three minutes in. And in fact, that is their comment because they're listening and it's got the cool and it's like dramatic. And then all of a sudden it's like, and they're like, what? And then they're like, who drops a beat three minutes into a song? And then Hollyhock, longtime listener, tweeted me a video of this deer. And as the deer trips on a slide and ends up accidentally going through a tunnel, it's set to do 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 And I'm like, okay. And I texted Tom and I was like, I was completely wrong. This is a
1: thing. <laughs> so so the, uh, the kids channel uh, the moment, right? Because it took off on Twitter. But mm-hmm. then Phil Collins in the air tonight suddenly became the thing. Like it just, it just busted out and became the meme.
0: Oh, now Holly Hawk says maybe it wasn't her. Maybe it wasn't. Sorry. Sorry. I just (laughs) assume because you're so good at stuff that it was you. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. This, the, the sub thing that came out of it is the resurgence of the song and the realization of everything being a song. And now Sharon Marie in the discord is posting more, (laughs) more in the air tonight videos. Yeah. So maybe it's actually the beat drop in, in the air tonight. That is gonna be the thing that lasts. Yeah.
1: Because the the other one we watched was them listening to Jolene and and uh, and sort of saying, like, oh, I, I like her attitude. Oh, I like a song that tells a story, you know. And and the Jolene one is super oh fun, just as fun well as the in the air tonight, but it didn't take off like the Phil Collins one. I think because of the the beat drop comment, particularly.
0: That's so interesting because I did also see Jolene briefly trending. Wow. Uh-huh. Those yeah. guys hit hard yesterday.
1: They did. They did,
0: and they're deservedly so. Darling. They were super a fun delight. to watch. Yeah, I know. I love them. Just sort of grooving, like they're just bopping their heads to the song. Like, okay, yeah, this is all I right. I think that's what made it is that
1: I expected when I started watching it for it to be like making fun of the of the song because Phil Collins, right? right? Like. People take pot shots at Phil Collins all the time. Here's some young kids. They're going to hear this weird 80s song. And then the fact that they were just finding joy in it and like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Like, instead of mocking something old, they they were being positive. I I think that's one of the reasons it took off because it wasn't what you expected. And we need a little positivity these days.
0: I think so, too. I said this on Make Me Smart. I was like an example of unity. It was unity of old and new.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, well really my lovely. my second thing uh is something that uh I, again is not new uh but I I noticed it right so this may just be me finally noticing something uh but the other day uh Nilay Patel the editor in chief of The Verge uh tweeted jokingly when they named a new CEO of Ford uh that he he keeps applying and and they need to call him cuz he's willing to step in <laughs> uh and I I repl- responded to him uh, next time, tell them your name is Jim Patel, because <laughs> the last two CEOs of Ford have been named Jim. Uh, mm-hmm. And I got uh, someone retweeting me with the phrase underrated tweet. And so now I'm like, wait, uh-huh. is that is that a thing? And then I looked around. I'm like, oh, yes, absolutely. Like mm-hmm. finding a tweet that you don't think is getting the attention or credit or appreciation that it deserves, uh, you label it an underrated tweet.
0: Oh my God. That's totally a thing. You're absolutely right. And super funny. And I've seen it everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it is like, it's a, it's an easy, like a simple amplification. It's, it's like, what's funny about it is that is an amplification of a good joke as in your case, but it's also a tiny bit of a humble brag. Like I got this joke, but you did not Yes. Right. <laughs> there
1: is that sort of like, you know, I know you won't find this funny, but I do.
0: You're probably not going to get this. I'm not going to explain it to you, but it's yeah. a, a super underrated tweet. But, but it's really also what's going on. Sincerely, I'm yeah. not trying to make fun. I'm <laughs> going back to our thing of unity. <laughs> no, no, I know. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I love it. Yep. Totally. I feel like we could start using that in day to day conversation, too. Um, and ironically, my second thing is also a thing that I had been seeing going around Twitter a lot specifically yesterday and this week in the context of the girl from the Georgia high school who got suspended for she's a yearbook photographer. And she took a photo of the super crowded hallway in that Georgia high school that had reopened and posted it online. And it went viral and the school suspended her for making the school look bad. Um And then she did this whole like media tour and on one of the programs, CNN, I think she said, I think this is good trouble and necessary trouble. And it made me real. And so I saw it all over Twitter, but it made me realize that I had seen it a whole bunch of times as a phrase over the last few weeks. And that it also, because I'm really on this, like, listen guys, if we come together, we can do anything unity kick that I'd been seeing it everywhere. And then of course, duh, it's from John Lewis. It's from a quote that he said when, saying when, that it was important to what? When, how far back does that go? I'm curious. Uh, let's see. It's, I'm going to look up necessary trouble.
1: Necessary trouble.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, he says, get in, he says, never be afraid, never, ever be afraid to make some noise and get in good trouble. Necessary trouble. Okay. In 2018, he tweeted it in 2018. And I don't know how, I assume it was because of all the retrospectives and people talking about, you know, his most memorable quotes. Yeah. 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 But all of a sudden, and maybe he played it, uh, Ken Hayes in the Discord actually says he said it in the mid 60s. Okay, that's what that I was going to That it was felt played way
1: to me. Yeah, At yeah. his
0: <laughs> funeral, it's his autobiography title. You can tell that I have not done my homework here. Um, but what I love is that that it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's having one of those ether moments. Like it's a thing that people are taking up and they're saying, this makes sense to me. Yes. This is how we can, this is how we can put our sense of resistance or rebellion or revolution in some context. That's a great American of the documentary about right? him. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is like, got Molly. <laughs> They're like, honey, this is literally his signature <laughs> phrase. It's the name of his documentary, his autobiography. He said it in the six. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. Mm-mm, that's embarrassing. But everybody has to learn a thing sometime.
1: Yeah, I'm learning this thing right along with you. Don't don't feel bad. Uh, I, this this is good. Because uh, I, uh, here, let me out embarrass you. Uh, when you said Good Trouble, I immediately thought of the 10th studio album for Mario Speedwagon. Um, okay. Which came out in mm-hmm. 1982, which led to me wondering, like, oh, it has to predate that. <laughs> which it does. So there you go. Yay. I went... Wa- <laughs> wow do you think they stole it that's interesting uh it, it was probably perme. he probably coined it it permeated the consciousness and then yeah they right. probably just you know lifted it from
0: and maybe it didn't i don't know but yes the, his that is indeed i looked up the documentary that came out uh in 2020 john lewis good trouble
1: yeah and it reminds me of you know, civil disobedience right a more 19th century way of putting the same thing. And it's a, it's a a great American tradition to say, you know what, uh, when, when you're on the right side, but maybe on the wrong side of, of standard practice, uh, you get either, you know, civil disobedience or getting some good trouble.
0: I just, I think it's, yeah, I think it's beautiful. And you know what? I'm going to show my kid this documentary this weekend. We're going to watch it.
1: I'm going to try to get the REO Speedwagon song out of my head now.
0: <laughs> you might have to play it. <laughs> Even, like, Good Trouble's Amazing, Necessary Trouble. Yeah, I like is, that one. I actually think the second part of that is really, really powerful. Yeah.
1: Also doesn't make me think of the song, so that's good. <laughs>
0: I'll play it after this.
1: Uh, let's get to uh, your things. Uh, we we fuel on your things. So keep them coming. Feedback at itsathing.me. Thank you for, for continuing to send these. Pat from Omaha on the new hotness. Uh, depending on where you've been on Twitter the last week or so, Blazeball uh, has gone thing supernova. The amount of discussion, lore, meta, and entertainment around something that's not much more than a random number generator has been fascinating to watch. I'm not sure its thingness will last, but it's been great while well, it's here. Go
0: Breck, Blaseball. Yeah, have uh, you duck, not- duck Go has now taught me. No. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. A dangerous time waster, according to Vice. An effing delight in this horrible, cruel world that we live in, according to Fanbite. And very strange. A lot of people on Twitter. It is some voting, some sort of gambling thing, a simulated baseball league. is it's it a just-
1: simulated baseball league. Uh, and there there is some like participation on the audience side, but you're not managing the team. You're just cheering for them. Uh, And I think there's like an in-game currency. I don't know if it's real. I don't think it's real money. Uh, But Bryce Castillo, who produces Cord Killers, uh, is the one who introduced it to me because he was cheering for a team and following them. Each season takes one week. So it, it it keeps you from getting, you know, having to get sucked into some, you know, months long situation. You can just pop in or pop
0: out. Oh, my goodness. This is fascinating. Yeah, it says it's a it's a browser based sports gambling sim. That includes soul swaps, forbidden tomes, and pitchers with literal cannons for arms. Yeah.
1: It's like fantasy, fantasy, not fantasy sports, but, but like actual fantasy, fantasy, fantasy. <laughs> meets baseball. Uh,
0: This is amazing. Pat yeah. from Omaha, by the way, of course, home of the College World Series. Of course, Pat from Omaha is all over blaze ball. This is a thing thing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, this is for real. Um, oh my gosh. Go also, Sunbeams. I kind of want to play it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you uh, just you just spectate. Listen, someone, namely me, who uh, ran a fantasy baseball league off of micro league Baseball in his Commodore sixty four uh, in in the eighties, uh, looks at this and thinks, "Man, if this technology
0: were around back then, I totally would have been on this." Hmm. Oh my god, that is so fun. I'm scared to try it. It's like Animal Crossing. I can feel right, it. It'll it'll calling to in. my time. Kimberly, the Texas teacher, wrote in on emergency food kits and says, I worked at a Title I school with kids that are very food insecure. The first year when spring forward time came and I looked at the expired food I needed to dispose of, I saw the faces of my kids, oh my God, (laughs) whose families were struggling. I changed my system. Now on the first Sunday of the month, all that food gets packed up and taken to the food donation drop off. Then I restock for the next month. In addition, I donate money to the food bank because they can buy and safely distribute perishables with that money. That's a really good thing to do. Completely. I also split the difference between you and uh, you, Tom, and me, Molly. My food kit is in the pantry. If we're in the cone, it and the go bag of personal stuff goes by the front door. Then for cat one through three... <laughs> this is this is some real hurricane talk here Yeah, right uh it stays there because all my family are shelter in place zones cat four or five it goes in the back of my sister's car uh-huh. and we head for new mexico because my brother-in-law's family has a home there those of us on the gulf coast have the advantage of watching our most common natural disaster for days and sometimes more than a week as it comes for us
1: yeah i mean that doesn't make it any better <laughs> but at least system. you get some warning that's that's good
0: yeah dang here in uh, in
1: earthquake country, we would we would love that. <laughs> but that would be amazing. Thankfully, be, earthquakes don't happen as often as hurricanes, so it all no, balances yeah. out somewhere. It, it and does. as as I always and tell the my,
0: fires, you can sort of usually see coming.
1: Yeah, yeah, they start at least start slowly.
0: Maybe not always, um, but
1: the uh, my friends back home are like, "How I, why, you, how would you live in California if the fires and the earthquakes?" I'm like, "Yeah, I should move back to the the world of floods and
0: tornadoes." Like everybody's got something come on i know my friend in dc was saying that too and i was like "Er, i don't know man i'm gonna gonna still say this is like fine like it's not
1: i mean there are probably some places that are safer than others but it's the earth (laughs) it can get you wherever you live
0: it can get you i also read a really interesting piece the other day side note about heat waves and how heat waves are so like heat waves are becoming obviously way more common and are Way more deadly mm-hmm. than hurricanes, fires, and earthquakes, and flooding combined, and we don't talk about them in the same way. And it was, and the, the piece was basically like, maybe they need names.
1: Yeah, like heat wave. Uh, I heat don't know. wave Tom.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was trying to think of something more fiery. <laughs> Some
0: other name. <laughs> oh,
1: also not my. I own don't know. Name. Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's like, come on. <laughs> speaking yeah. of names
1: yes uh we have some great names we want to congratulate uh with shout outs uh our shout outs go to, to folks uh who support us the very most on patreon we appreciate all the people in our audience uh but you you get a little something extra if you're you're able to support at the top level every shout out this week gets their own personal cocktail
0: Oh my goodness. These are, these uh, are created fact, by our producer, to, Rich.
1: They're amazing.
0: Who says, not only does everybody get their own personal cocktail, these uh, will now become the only adult beverages allowed to be consumed while the patrons at the sh- <laughs> are at the shout out level. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or only they are allowed to consume them. I'm a little confused, but uh, please Rich see Huffaway shout out says, level terms and see. conditions.
1: Honor system applies.
0: There you go. Exactly. So here's your new drink, friends. And thank you for your support. First up. The Jake Woods, one ounce Irish whiskey, one ounce honey liqueur, one ounce fresh orange juice, one quarter ounce simple syrup, and two dashes of Angostura bitters. Mm. To
1: make the Eric Duncan, take one ounce vodka, one ounce Aperol, two ounces sparkling wine, two ounces sprig CBD infused zero sugar sparkling citrus soda, and garnish (laughs) with a grapefruit slice.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. It's getting real now. The Kevin Sill. One small chunk sushi-grade tuna, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> one ounce vodka, two-thirds of an ounce triple sec, one dash ginger liqueur, one ounce pineapple juice, three-quarters of an ounce of lime juice, freshly squeezed, obviously. Half an ounce coconut syrup and garnish with a dash of ground black pepper.
1: Hmm. Um, I'll have the Gabriel Cohen. If, if you don't know how to make the Gabriel Cohen, uh, it's two ounces of Pisco, one ounce fresh lime juice, half ounce simple syrup, an egg white, uh, and then garnish with bitters.
0: And pronounce it however you want. The Brad Sparks, (laughs) one and a half ounces of Blanco tequila, I like this already, half an ounce of creme de cassis, one ounce of pressed lime juice, a quarter ounce of black sesame or one egg white, half a teaspoon of activated charcoal and garnish with dehydrated beetroot sugar. Wow.
1: Yeah, that's a craft cocktail right there.
0: That's a fantastic drink.
1: Uh, Louis Saint Amour, uh, you make by taking two ounces Grand Marnier Cuvée Louis Alexander, or original Grand Marnier, if one must, uh, three quarter ounces dry vermouth, a dash of orange bitters, a lemon peel, and garnish with a rosemary sprig.
0: Now for the Andrew Wyatt, this is a manly drink. Two ounces of blended scotch, three quarters of an ounce of fresh lemon juice, three quarters of an ounce of honey ginger syrup, quarter of an ounce of single malt scotch, and you garnish with candy ginger. (laughs) I want to make that. (laughs) I do too.
1: I mean, I love blended scotch and a single malt for... Flavor. Yeah. Together. That's great. Oh, which is just more blended. There are no yeah. rules. Custom blended. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, and finally, uh, the Mike Aikins. an Announce apple cider vinegar, announce honey sage syrup, two ounces sparkling water or club soda, one ounce bourbon, and garnish it with a fresh sage leaf.
0: Absolutely amazing. Everyone, I hope you enjoy your new drinks, the only drinks you're allowed to drink while you support us at the patron level and uh, that that doesn't change your mind. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, I'd be fine with any of these over water. I'm just saying they're delightful. They really look delicious, but uh,
1: I'm not even kidding. I'm definitely going to try to make the uh, uh, Andrew Wyatt and I'm going to continue to call it the Andrew Wyatt from now until forever. (laughs)
0: I just bought some Aperol for no reason whatsoever, and so I'm making the Eric Duncan. Yeah, I was just like, oh my God, Aperol, look how cheerful that looks and fun.
1: In the aftertimes, I'll come over and we can have an Eric Duncan together. I can't wait.
0: Let's do it. And then we'll be brave after a couple of Eric Duncan and uh, Andrew Wyatt's, and then we'll try the Kevin Sill.
1: Yes, yes, we'll level up.
0: (laughs) Wow. Uh, As usual, a bang up job by producer Rich. And thank you for allowing us the opportunity to entertain ourselves with your patronage. I mean, this is a virtuous circle if I've ever encountered one. Patreon.com slash it's a thing is where you can support the show. Thank you so much to everyone who has become a member. It really, you just make the, you make us, you make us do it every week and it's it's a, frankly our pleasure.
1: Yes, it is. Keep those things coming too. We love to hear from you. Feedback at it's a thing
0: See you next time. Bye.